You are listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, I'm back for episode number 44, and today I have Chris Michaels on the podcast. Chris was really close to hanging him up, and then he decided to take his career over to Europe. Uh, He started off in Slovakia uh, a few years back, and he loved his journey there. And the cool thing about playing in Slovakia is they play in the Interleague, uh, which hosts clubs from all over uh, Central Europe, I guess we would say. Uh, so he'll tell you a little bit more about that and uh, his experience there. And then since then, he's moved on to Switzerland, playing for the Zurich Barracudas, made it to the uh, championship series last year, 2014. And uh, since this interview, he's actually re-signed with Zurich for the 2015 season. So without further ado, let's get on with this podcast episode with Chris Michaels. He tells us about his journey playing in Slovakia and Switzerland. This episode is sponsored by Sound Bat, the original Maple Bat Corporation. IBC is also the supplier in Europe for Sound Bat. So for any individual or team orders, please contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. Chris, welcome to the International Baseball Community Podcast. Thank you for having me. Uh, so we've had a we've played a little bit of email tag for a few months, but I finally got you online, kind of uh, at spur of the moment here, uh, just before you go to work. Uh, so I'll try not to keep you too long. But uh, can you take us back to uh, you know uh, your baseball background and then how it led to your first overseas uh, baseball experience? As as far as uh getting overseas yeah and where where did you play in the states first like where where did you go to college and and what um well i start i started out at uh, oakton community college out of mm-hmm. chicago mm-hmm. and um had a had a few good years there i was a preseason all american going into the 2008 season mm-hmm. um decided to stop playing and just pursue school for a little while and then uh, went back in 2010 as a pitcher, ended up going 7-0 as a starter and um, winning the sexual championship for the first time in the school's history. Um, I, actually, I was actually throwing a no-hitter all the way through the eighth and gave up one hit, and then they said, you know what, we're going to give it up to our heavier arms and – we end up winning the sectional championship and going on to the, the junior college world series for the first time in in uh, the school's history. And excellent, That's, that must have been an unreal experience. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, it to have you know take a break from baseball and then come back into yeah. it and then had this had the success that I had. It was it was absolutely incredible. So you said you came back as a pitcher. So you weren't a pitcher prior to the break. No, never. I um, I went in at, initially in 2007. I went in as a shortstop mm-hmm. and got over overrided by a Division One transfer, mm-hmm. which was understandable because you know I was a freshman out of high school. You're yeah. a, a freshman in college, yeah. and this guy was a sophomore, mm-hmm. and um, he had uh, you know he was a great player, so I could, it was understandable. So I, I was a, a platoon infielder. Mm-hmm. I got my time, you know, I hit 305 that season, but, uh, going into the fall season, I ended up hitting 415 and just decided, you know, 
I don't want to waste my eligibility as a player if I'm going to sit on the bench and be a platoon infielder. So I decided to go off and just go, just go and and continue school, yeah. and then um, proceeded to, uh, to go to school through 2009, and then the. Um, in December of 2009, I had contacted the coach back at Oakton and and asked, you know, do you, you know, I'm interested in coming back. Do you need any infielders? Mm-hmm. He said, no, but we need pitchers. Okay. So I basically taught myself how to pitch within three weeks before the tryouts yeah. went in and just, you know, it was, I mean, from the word go, they were like, wow, like we had no idea that you could do what you can do. And um, ended up, like I said, ended up going with seven and zero, and um, I think only one no decision throughout the entire season. It was, wow. it, it was a shocker not only to myself but to yeah. the entire junior college uh, baseball, like to come out of nowhere and just it's, and just show people that you know that, 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 <laughs> that there's a there's a gift and yeah, yeah long, sometimes you don't long, know it, you know, sometimes you. Yeah. You need you, sometimes that maybe that was fate, you know, that you you kind of took the the back seat there for a while, and then it yeah. ended up you ended up finding uh, the, the the route that you uh, that was going to end up taking you overseas, probably. I guess uh, that's probably a, a large part of why you you were interesting to clubs overseas. Is uh, I know the clubs here are always looking for guys that can that can uh, that are dual players that can play position yeah. and they can pitch. So. Uh, uh, where was your first stint uh, overseas? Uh, my first, my first team that I played for was the Trnava Angels in Trnava, Slovakia. Okay, so in Slovakia, yeah, and I know that there's not a lot of import going on there. So when I saw that on your on your profile, I was a little surprised to see that you're actually the only player that I know of that has played in Slovakia. Uh, I'm sure there's been others, but you're the only one that I'm aware of at this point. So I'm looking forward to to picking your brain a little bit about that. So how did that come about? How did, of all places, you end up in Slovakia? Well, what what had happened was I had just started working as a, a baseball instructor mm-hmm. at a, a facility called Playball USA here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the instructors I had met on my on my first day he had just come back from playing with the the Ternava Angels, okay. and it just so happens that we met, and uh, he had gone out to a high school really really close by to where I live, and he, he told me all about it, and I was just really skeptical about you know like Slovakia, like <laughs> like I didn't know that there was even baseball there, yeah. and you know it, it took me uh, a few months to really really think about it and then i just said you know what why not give it a shot yeah and um going over there we played in the european qualifier um which was really cool you know ukraine um croatia who else slovenia mm-hmm. you know it to see the, the the level of talent in in some of those countries was was pretty surprising i mean but at the same time to experience a european cup qualifier was also you know an experience in itself it it it, the atmosphere is crazy i mean yeah i did i didn't know that that you know they were that into baseball there and uh we 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 were close we, we had we had it won we were close but um ukraine beat us 
two Eight. two games in a row and I see. So so they beat you in the round robin and then I know in the qualifiers you you would basically have to beat them twice in the final or something, so they probably or was it Yeah, I mean yeah. we we went into it uh I believe four and oh. Mm-hmm. And um we just had to win one. Uh-huh. And they beat you twice, okay. Twice, yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. So pitching depth was probably the the problem, and typically is the the problem across Europe uh, in most leagues anyway. And at that point, they didn't even put me on the mound to pitch. They I was just playing the infield, mm-hmm. and uh, they brought in an American guy, the guy that I was introduced to here in the states mm-hmm. that played there prior. They brought him in just for the qualifier, and well, he lost, ended up losing both games for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've. I've um... You know, I've heard of that too. I know Slovenia has done that a couple of clubs there in Croatia, where they'll bring guys in just for the qualifiers, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so uh, when was this anyway? I just want to get an idea of when you first came over to Europe. What what year was that? Uh, it was May of two thousand and twelve. Okay, and that's usually how things worked back then. The, my website didn't exist until uh, uh, early two thousand thirteen or late two thousand twelve. And uh, so it was usually through word of mouth. You have to know somebody that knows somebody or yeah. somebody that was already over. And um, so that just kind of that got your foot in the door. Um, yeah. Uh, why don't we? Uh, why don't you take us through the Slovakian league? Like, uh, how many? First of all, how many teams in the first division? Uh well, there was four teams. Mm-hmm. Only only four teams. Yeah. And um, two of them were, were quite good, actually. Uh, Apollo Bratislava and Slovan Bratislava. Mm-hmm. They were both, I, I would say, uh, for just Slovakian talent, just Slovakian players. They were they were quite good. Yeah, and then so with the, with you guys, you were they were kind of neck and neck with you guys. So the three clubs were kind of the dominant clubs in the league. Yeah, yeah. Then there was the the Fighting Flies that they they just didn't have. You know, they didn't have the players. Mm-hmm. They had they had a couple American guys that were over there um, for, I think they were doing some missionary work. Mm-hmm. And uh, a couple of guys, a couple of uh, Division three players that came over there. But they just, as far as pitching depth, they just didn't have it and they got beat. Yeah. So it sounds like most clubs did not import. It was just, you were the the only import or, or were there other imports in the league? Uh, there was one other guy that came out there with me, but okay. he, uh, he just, he, he didn't have it either. I mean, mm-hmm. he was, he, he was recommended by the guy that, that I, that, uh, recommended myself to the, to the angels. Mm-hmm. And he just, he didn't want to be there. He, yeah, he just didn't have the interest. Um, he didn't, couldn't couldn't deal with the lifestyle or the diff, you know the cultural differences mm-hmm. and um yeah yeah that happens too I, that's interesting because i i'd like to get an idea of what it was like living in slovakia so um where were you exactly in slovakia uh well i was in ternava yeah, i'm not sure where that is exactly or is that uh, city size wise and location in in slovakia is it ternava is about 45 minutes from bratislava okay and uh, city-wise, it's relatively it's relatively big. Um, we were really close to the town square. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, it was a, pr- a pretty nice 
nice city. Yeah. Uh, um, really historical. And for me, that was that was part of it. I mean, part of experiencing not only baseball, but different cultures. Yeah. And uh, that was a huge thing for me. I mean, the, the people there were, you know, a little standoffish to uh, Americans because they just didn't know of, uh, you know, didn't really trust us, I guess. Yeah. But um, well, I'm pretty, I know they don't get a lot of a lot of tourists there at this point. It's getting a little better yeah. with you know with with the EU and everything. Uh, open borders. I've been to Bratislava a few times now, and it's it's a beautiful city. That's about the only place in Slovakia I've been. But uh, I've noticed <laughs> just in the few years I've been there, um, it's just it's it's improving. You know, as far as yeah you know, the the quality of life and. Uh, you know, first time I went there, there's graffiti everywhere and it was run down. And, and the last time I went there, there's new shops, uh, no graffiti or not as much graffiti and everything just seemed a lot safer and nicer. And, uh, yep. you know, but my first impression was a little bit, uh, you know, I was a little bit, whoa, I was a little surprised, taken back a bit. Yep. But uh, that's how it was for me. I mean, I'm from Chicago and the, to be taken back like the way I was when I first got to Trinava was like whoa like uh like what have i got myself into but once once i you know experienced the city it it really came through and the people were were, ended up genuine genuinely opening up realizing that you know we're i was we were there for a good reason yeah Uh, sure i'm I'm pretty sure you were probably one of the first imports or they probably haven't had many so it's kind of a new thing for them too and yeah you know I definitely think there's a, a much bigger culture shock going somewhere like Slovakia, uh, as com- as compared to maybe the Netherlands or or Germany, where you know they speak English quite well, and and uh, I would say that the standard of living and the economy is quite a bit better, and uh, so I think that um, there'd be less of a culture shock. So I could kind of understand why why your buddy may have you know had a little trouble adjusting. I think it might not be easy yeah. if you're not prepared for it if you haven't really done your research and. Yeah, you know, but it, it, once you kind of accept the fact that it's different and and it's, and it's unique and it's and because of that it's a, it's a cool experience uh, and you learn about the culture and, and the history and uh, if you really dive in that way, then I think you you can appreciate it even if the living conditions aren't really maybe what you're used to. Yeah, um, you know. I mean, that, that's really how I did it. I just I just said, you know what, it is what it is, and. I'm I'm living in you know, this is their world, not mine, mm-hmm. and I need to you know to learn to appreciate, you know how they live and respect how they live at the same time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, so, uh, how? What about the English language in the in Slovakia? Uh, did you speak much English? Not at all, eh? No, that was a tough one. Yeah, there was uh, there was a lot of buying the wrong things at the grocery store. <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've I, I've I've been around long enough in Europe now to know that with the further east you go, the the less the, the English. So yeah, it was tough, but but mm-hmm. uh, you know we got I got by. Yeah, you get by and you 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 adjust and you find your way. And I guess it's always nice if there's another guy there too. And if you're on your own, it can be a little bit, you know, so you you crave that conversation a little bit. But I think these days with Skype and everything, you know. Yeah, it's a much easier adjustment. So, 
Um, well, excellent. I know uh, Slovakia and probably Trivada play in the what's now the Interliga, which is yeah, the, the Interleague with uh, yeah. the top clubs in Hungary and uh, Croatia. Yep, um, and we won that. And you won that, okay? So you played in your own Slovakian league and also in this league is what is my take on it then? In that is correct. Yes. Okay. okay, excellent. So you have a good idea, and you've traveled to then to Hungary and you've traveled to Croatia playing baseball. Yep. Very cool. Um, so I guess you went to Budapest and you saw Budapest. Yeah, I played in Budapest. We uh, we played at a very interesting field. <laughs> it, was that an Aird? It's called Aird? Uh, I'm not 100% where it was, but it, it was a back road field. And, uh, <laughs> it was definitely, definitely old town. That's for sure. No cars, all horses. What? Oh, really? Okay. Uh, in the, in, in the back of a cornfield. That was the first game I played. I mean, there was goats and chickens in the <laughs> outfield. It was, <laughs> it, it was, it was, it was, it was a culture shock immediately for me. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very similar to one of my first experiences in Austria in 1999. Because at that time, the Atening Athletics were uh, second division and, and trying to get promoted to the first division for the first time, and and we succeeded that year. But wow, the the path to get through that second division, some of the places we went and played, the fields we played on, it was just blew me away. You know, it was yeah, just, it was basically just some some farmer that donated his some of his land and. They just kind of threw a couple bases down and, yeah, and put up a string fence, and that was about it, you know. And, and you, uh, I remember running exactly. up, uphill to first base, you know. It was, it was kind of yeah. funny. So uh, that's how bad it can get. But I, I don't want to paint a bad picture. That's not really what it's like over here. That's if you happen to get on with a regional league team in one of these countries, then maybe that's what it's like. The standards a lot better now. But yeah, now in in the Swiss league. the the field we played on was fantastic. Yeah, so so we don't want to paint a bad picture here, but it is it it is possible that you end up when you first get your f- foot in the door somewhere that you could end up uh, playing in a cornfield, like you said. So yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 it was one of a kind, that's for sure. Yeah, well, that's a cool experience in itself. It's a little bit unusual and something you're not used to, but I mean. Uh, I think you can you can learn to appreciate that they're doing whatever they can to play the game. So so that's yeah, absolutely. yeah. That's exactly what it was. I mean, I just took it for what it, what it was worth, and you know, just rolled with it. Yeah. So uh, the were the clubs in uh, Hungary and uh, Croatia? Would you say they're about on par with the clubs in Slovakia, or were you know? Well, you guys won the league, so but I'm just talking about the players themselves, the the local players. Yeah, the uh, Zagreb. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe was it was either Zagreb or um, split. Uh, not a split is who we beat, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you they had some they had some players. Yeah. I mean they had some guys that could absolutely destroy the baseball. Yeah. They had some really some pretty good pitching. Yeah. I mean I'm talking mid 80s mm-hmm. with with pretty good stuff, and uh, they put a, they put up a good fight up against us, and we beat them. We ended up winning. In the in the top of the ninth, we ended up taking the lead, yeah. and uh, on I believe it was a three run triple yeah. that uh, put it, put us on top, and oh. and we ended up winning uh, the interleague for the first time in, in Slovak history. Yeah, because I always think that I, my impression was the Croatian teams are a little stronger. Um, 
Yeah, no, they were good. They were good. Because I've played against Split and Zagreb before. One in the, the EU Cup qualifier, and the other was just our local, our annual tournament in Austria here, and we and Split used to come up. And uh, one thing I noticed is they can hit. They really can hit. Um, yeah. Maybe their pitching isn't anything out of the ordinary, but their their hitting was, was yeah, well, definitely up to par. So... This episode is sponsored by Sam Bat, the original Maple Bat Corporation. IBC is also the supplier in Europe for Sam Bat. So for any individual or team orders, please contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com. Well, let's, uh, let's move on to 2013. Now, we won't talk about the club that you actually played for, because, but I think this is a good thing to talk about for our, our listeners, and we won't talk about the country either. Uh, but you did... Uh, come back to Europe in 2013, but you ended up um, playing for a club, and it, and it wasn't a good experience. Uh, you had a bad experience. So I think maybe we can just touch on that a little bit before we move on to Switzerland, uh, and you can um, just share with us what what some of the the problems you had there, and maybe we can you know somehow give some tips to anyone that's looking to come over to Europe for the first time or second time, like you were, uh, and and maybe help them out a bit. Yeah, basically, it's just you just got to do your research on on the club. I mean, uh, all it came down to was you had like read and reread the contract and understand fully and get the details as to what they put into that contract, what they mean by you know as far as their wording in the contract, what exact details go along with it. That's so and uh, it's in their language, you know, or or if their or if their language is, if they're if they're if it's in English, but their English isn't very good, for example, uh, you really need to spend a lot of time clearing things up because sometimes it's, you know, it's exciting and you're just like yeah yeah whatever and you sign it and you go over, um, but I, I do think like I've been in in the middle of of imports and teams for over a decade now, um, but mostly just within Austria until my website. Uh, and I've gained a lot of experience with it with the website, and and I have noticed that, you know, like guys will come over and they have a great time, but there it wasn't always uh, peachy keen. Like there were some problems, uh, and it always comes down to just communication. Uh, yeah, you know, one side is thinking one thing, one's thinking the other. No, yeah, it just it, the the salary itself was a base salary, you know, a basic import salary, and. They they wanted me running four different teams, coaching every every single team, uh, um, and it the, the biggest issue was that the, the coaches just were were just saying, "Don't listen to him. He's wrong." Just because he's American, he doesn't know anything, mm-hmm. and it 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 just made for a difficult situation where it was like, "What's my what you know? What's my worth here? Do you want me just to be?" Your groundskeeper, and then you know, your I don't know, basically your your, your poster boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you want me to come over there and help the youth? And the the the, the lack of communication on 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 those two ends it made it really difficult. And you know, I I really I really just had no choice. It it it, it just wasn't going to work. I mean, I I had to. Um, I had to to break the contract, and I had to leave. It just 
Yeah, you know, that sometimes it does get that bad, I guess, you know, like I've this you're not the first person that I've heard that's had to to leave a contract early and uh you know, it doesn't happen often, but it it, it has yeah. happened and you 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 know, and I just trying to kind of find the common the commonalities between these situations and some usually it's like the import uh isn't performing up to the ability that the club expected and they break the contract. Absolutely, that that's usually how it should be. Yeah, but but, it but I have heard where <clears throat> clubs are are ex- just expecting way too much for way too little money and yeah. and and they're just uh, cutting corners all the time and mm-hmm. uh, so that's the common theme within these few isolated incidents that I that I'm aware of so so yeah. I think like like you said if you can just kind of get it clear in, as to the details as to what is expected of you when you're there uh, then, then you can make a, an educated yes or no instead of yeah. over there expecting one thing and then it's another. And I also think if you're required to be doing some coaching, then you know that means somebody else that was coaching maybe you know you're taking the place of, or you have to work with somebody else as a you know if you're you're helping someone else, and you need to get along with that person. So I think it's also important that you meet that person. Uh, online and you you kind of share your coaching philosophy and what you because sometimes there's disagreements on how to coach these teams and so I think those are some roots and that, you can some things that, you can do and that's yeah that's really where it broke down was because of the language barrier uh, it was really hard to get in into like a Skype interview mm-hmm. um, I mean it was it was Google Translate emails the whole time I mean yeah. it, it was it was tough but. Um, you know, I, I, it wasn't really anything against the club itself. The, the the people within the club were okay. It was just the the, uh, the people at the top were just cutting corners and you know expecting way too much, and and I mean for for way too little money. Mm-hmm. And it, it it just it was a situation that I could stay in and be miserable. Or I, I, I could, you know, pursue another option. Yeah. So how much can you uh, share with us how much they were giving you? Just so you, we get an idea of what they might expect for such little money. The equivalent of $600 okay. a month. 600 a month to coach four teams. And you, they probably had you doing all, I, lots of I, feed, field maintenance. I, I was at the field from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. Wow. Okay, so <laughs> that's 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 a little that, bit. Uh, it it is a ra- it's a rarity from from everybody I've talked to that's played overseas. Yeah. The, it, it it's definitely a rarity, yeah. but it I just didn't you know I didn't do enough research on the club or 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 the the upper management and you know it just it just didn't work out. It wasn't like I was underperforming. I mean, yeah. I mean I I did everything that was asked of me. Mm-hmm. Played shortstop, hit fourth, you know, yeah. threw a, a one-hit complete game shutout, yeah. and but just was not well received within uh, within the town, within the people, and within the club. So it's mm-hmm. just, you know, when something like that happens, it's just one of those things that yeah. you kind of just got to bite the bullet and say, I, I got to go. Okay, well, let's move on to happier endings here. Uh, so you, you made your way over in 2014 to Switzerland. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and I, I've already had you on here quite a bit, and I don't want to take too much time, but that was my original reason for contacting you is I wanted to get into Swiss ball. Um, so you played with Zurich Barracudas this year? Yeah, Zurich Barracudas, yeah. And that's There's three teams in Zurich, isn't there? 
Yeah, the uh, the Zurich Lions and the Zurich Challenger and the Challengers. Okay, and uh, it looks like I think there's eight eight clubs. I'm just going to pull it up right here. There's eight clubs in in the first league. It's which is the NLA. Is that is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, you guys made it to the championship against uh, the Flyers. The, yeah. The, the Real Flyers. Okay. And uh, so, do you want to tell us a little bit about? Oh, you there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the uh, the level of baseball in Switzerland as compared to where you were in, in Slovakia and in the interleague? The level, honestly, the level of baseball there, I would consider it uh, rookie ball mm-hmm. as far as MLB standards, rookie ball to low A. Okay. Wow. Uh, some of the players there were incredible hitters. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, some of the some of the import pitchers were just, I mean, just Ted, just nasty stuff, mm-hmm. and it was baseball. You know, it wasn't like routine ground balls were getting booted. I mean, it it was it was baseball. It was just like you'd see on TV here in the U.S. It's the games played, ground ball, third base, plays made. You know, mm-hmm. double play balls plays are made pitchers can hit corners they can and hitters can hit good pitchers it's and uh it it, i'm in talks right now even uh with going back to that club next next year okay well i was a little surprised to hear that the level was at at that high i had played against the baron cardinals a couple times and they're a good club don't get me wrong and uh but we you know like I, I play. I've been playing in Austria for a number number of years, and I wouldn't consider us close to to rookie league. Um, and we competed with Baron. You can feel that they were stronger from top to bottom, and they had, you know. But uh, we competed. We actually almost upset them in the EU Cup qualifier. We lost in the last inning, which seems to be the theme of this interview. But um, I. Uh, so it's either the baseball's gotten better, or the or the um, maybe the importing. Um, you know, so is that top to bottom? Because I know Baron. If they were all like the Baron Cardinals, then yeah, okay, I I, I would say that's very close. Well, that's a, that's well, well this this year Baron was uh, were they were not. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, strong. They didn't. Uh, their import players were actually a guy who came over from Croatia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ernesto. Croatian uh, player. Yeah, yeah, okay. played for uh, Zagreb, mm-hmm. and um, he. You know, they they just weren't spending the money on imports this year. But uh, our club, I'd say we played at, at rookie ball level baseball. I mean, I'd say we played at a much higher level than most. Yeah. Uh, I mean, pitching wise, you know, the the, the Swiss level pitchers they're not going to blow you away, mm-hmm. but but they're good. Yeah. And they know how to pitch, and they know how how to play, and, and um, you know playing against the their Terrio Flyers, yeah. their their shortstop was I mean just phenomenal hands. It reminded me of Alexi Ramirez, mm-hmm. and just the way that he his, with his hands were. I mean we would have we we had the championship we had the championship won, and he made one of the most spectacular plays up the middle. To knock the ball down on just an absolute screaming line drive, yeah, and um, they ended up 
making the play and shutting us down and then end up scoring two runs in uh, the top of the 11th. In the and, fifth and final game of the series of the championship. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's. And then, uh, yeah, and then I came up to lead off the last inning and hit a leadoff triple. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up putting up two, putting up one run. No, I'm sorry. We we went down three. We put up two runs, and we had the tie, the winning or tying run on uh, second base, and ended up strike out, Can't and the game is over. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. That's a heartbreaker. But I mean, yeah, it's been a few months now, and it looks like maybe you'll have your chance to come back next year and and uh, get your revenge. Uh, so I know the import there too in Thirwell. He's, he's his name's Gavin, right? Guerrero. Yeah, I believe the lefty. Yeah, he came to Finkston Ball here in Austria and and uh, saw him pitch, and he looked pretty good. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I can I can definitely say yeah, the the Swiss baseball. Is is at a high level, you know. Between what I've seen, the the old Cardinals, anyway. I know a few of their their guys like John Baum have. John Baum, he's still down. there. He, he's and not playing though, is he? He's just coaching. No, nah, yeah, he's just coaching. But uh, the, Ryan Byrne is still over there. Yeah. Um, you know the other guys, they're bigger guys. They they I think they moved on. They're playing independent ball here in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bert Marsnick. Uh, he was he switched over for the Barracudas to you guys, yeah, yeah. Once, uh, uh, once the Cardinals realized that they, yeah. you know, just didn't have the money or the funds to pay import players, so yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. That happens year to year, and, and depending on sponsorships and whatnot. But uh, yeah, Bert got he got his first European start or gig in with the Cardinals through the website. Um, John Baum had given me a. I guess their catcher went down with an arm injury or something, and and uh, I got a Facebook message from John saying we need an import, and we need one quick, uh, and it was getting close to the deadline, I believe, for for when you could import. So yeah. I found Bert on the website, and he was ready to go and drop everything, and he did, and and now there we go. Well, he almost won a championship with you, and uh, sounds like he's a, another one of these utility guys that can do a little bit of everything. So. Uh, that kind of is the theme so well you know i appreciate it we're over half an hour uh, i don't want to keep you much longer it's been a good interview very informative uh do you have any final tips for anyone that's looking to take their career over overseas or particularly to europe um i i, I would say if depending on where you're coming from if you're coming from independent ball pro ball look for the uh the high, the higher leagues, Netherlands, Germany, also Swiss league. Mm-hmm. Um, th- those are the leagues that, uh, guys like that belong in because those are the high quality leagues that, uh, you know, they respect the game. They play the game well. Yeah. And, um, France as well. I'll throw that out there. France. Yeah. Fran- France also. Spain. Yeah. Yeah. In Spain. Yeah. It's, you would think England as well, or, uh, but uh, they don't import really there. Like unless you're paying your own ticket, and they'll set you up with the yeah. Job, but yeah, I, I played uh, with the um, Great Britain national team during the uh, Alpine Cup mm-hmm. in Zurich. Yeah, and they had a couple. Good, they had a couple good good players, but uh, just not the uh, not to the caliber of of the swiss or venezuelan guys that were over there and mm-hmm. or the dominican team that that had was set up there yeah i mean you see a lot of that in, in uh in um 
in Switzerland, the, there's a lot of Venezuelans and a lot of Dominicans that they can play. Yeah. I mean, they can really play. Yeah, and they live there year-round, the same as same as Spain. And, yeah. And I know in France as well, a lot of Dominicans and, and some parts of Germany. And, uh, yeah, they can play, that's for sure. So, you know, they're competing for that import spot uh, or, or yeah. often taking that import spot. So Yeah. Um, but great. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, Chris. And um, Hey, know, not a problem. Keep me posted, and, and hopefully uh, maybe next year we'll, we'll get to meet up. Uh, you're not too far away from where I am. And, and uh, yeah, so maybe we'll get a chance to, to have a beer or something. Yeah, hey, that sounds good. All right, take care. You too. All right, later. That wraps up episode number 44. I want to thank Chris for taking the time to tell his story. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Sam Bat. And, uh, yeah, if any of you are interested in purchasing a Sambat uh, or if you're a club in Europe and you're looking for some uh, a team order, you could always contact me at d.burns at baseballjobsoverseas.com as I'm now an official European supplier, as you've heard, so I can help you out there. Uh, if you've enjoyed this episode or you uh, find the, the story interesting, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you share it. Uh, or on uh, SoundCloud, it looks like you can heart it instead of like it, so please give us a heart. Uh, or you could even comment right there on Sound, SoundCloud as well. So, again, thanks for listening, you guys, and we'll catch you on episode number 45.